Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I'm your host, Katie Priest, and I'm here today with Laura. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Laura. Tell us about yourself and your business. So I am a ghostwriter and editor. I help entrepreneurs write books about their businesses that they can use to um, scale, uh, to record their legacy, to start teaching more, to get more opportunities. Um, I grew up in Australia, but I now live in Portugal. Um, And yeah, I work on a couple of books a year. Uh, And as you can see, I'm very immersed in (laughs) a lot of reading, a lot of screen time. So yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Awesome. Um, what was the reason you got into, like, started your business and got into copywriting and all of that? So the honest truth is that I was working in a publishing house, which I really enjoyed. And I was working as a publicist there. And publicity is kind of the very end of the publication process. Um, so it was really fun. I got to sort of arrange festivals and parties and tours and all that kind of thing. Spent a lot of time liaising with the media. So it was a great experience. Um, but the, the industry was really struggling at the time that I was there. I had sort of just graduated university. It was my first job. And about two years after I arrived, 70% of my company got laid off. So they had this massive restructuring and I was really fortunate to keep my job, but I just thought like the writing's on the wall here. Like I've got to find something else to do. Um, and I had really been thinking about how I could, transition into something more independent. I hated going into an office and sitting under these fluorescent lights that were just constantly flickering over me. And, you know, the politics of being in an office and all of that kind of thing was just not for me. And so I thought like, right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all out and I'm just going to do my own thing and I will just figure it out as I go. Um, And that's basically what happened. So the first year was extremely stressful and I would probably recommend slightly more of a plan than I (laughs) I had, but um, yeah, it, you know, it worked out in the end. Awesome. So every entrepreneur like has that moment in their journey where they're like, wow, like this is, this is working out. And like, this is like, you know, we started here and now we're here and you know, that wasn't really feasible or thought of when I was there. And what was that moment for you? Um, Probably the first month that I felt like, okay, I can pay my rent. I can pay my bills and I've still got a bit of money left. You know, that moment of sort of being like, okay, so now I'm, I'm solvent and that's a nice feeling. Um, but also realizing that I had figured out a system for getting clients. You know, it wasn't this mad scramble every time a project finished anymore. I had sort of figured out, okay, you need to do this a little bit ahead of time and here's how it works best for you. And here are the people that are best for you. And just learning to systematize my approach a little bit really transformed how I thought about it because I had started out very haphazard. And so figuring out that there's a process you can follow to kind of replicate successful um, client projects and and client acquisition, that was really helpful. Yeah. Um, Kind of in that same vein, um, what's your why? Like what's your motivation and in your business? 
So this is really only something I've been able to articulate relatively recently. It wasn't, you know, the driving force that made me quit my job, but uh, over time it has really evolved to be helping people tell transformative stories and create transformations in themselves and in their audiences um, through the use of story and language. Um, I think the way humans are wired we are very responsive to story. We can imagine ourselves in somebody else's story when it's told the right way. And as a result, we can imagine ourselves having the same transformation that that other person has had. And so it's a really powerful agent for change to be able to tell stories. And I think we're at this moment in history where change is going faster than it ever has before. And there's so much knowledge waiting to be shared and, and, there's never been a better time to distribute information. You know, there's just so, it's kind of the perfect storm right now for people who are ready to tell their stories. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, I think I agree with you hundred percent on like just hearing people's stories and really that kind of storytelling process and helping people get that out there. So in your business, there's obviously great moments, but there's also kind of harder challenging moments. And so what were those for you or one of them and how did you overcome that? I mean, there are a lot of challenges. I think for me, mostly it's been internal. Um, I sort of tend towards an anxious personality type and I, I am very sensitive to judgment. And so those two things together, I, I definitely make things harder on myself than they need to be because I put a lot of pressure on myself and Um, you know, most of the time that pressure is purely internal. It's not coming from my clients. It's not coming from other people, but I have this narrative running in my head about what things should be or how I should be doing things. Or, you know, if something doesn't go exactly to plan, I kind of catastrophize it and learning to meditate and learning to verbalize these issues that I'm sort of having going on in my head and, you know, talking to a therapist and getting in a mastermind and all of these things, like just surrounding myself with people who are like, no, you can just take that anxiety down a notch. Like you don't need to worry so much. Um, that has been really helpful. Um, but I think, you know, from, from the work that I do, I spend a lot of time just talking with people. And I'd say that in my experience, most people's biggest problems come from within themselves. They're rarely these big sort of external events that happen one off out of the blue. Yeah. I I like that answer about like, you know, a lot of it is just internal and kind of really have to work on that like inside voice. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It'll, it'll stop you. It'll get you. (laughs) Um, You know, kind of in that next step, what are like teachable moments? You know, you talk about the hard moments, but what really was like, wow, I learned from this experience, you know, now I can be a better business person. Probably the, I mean, the thing that springs to mind is going to my first marketing event. And I was really fortunate in, I think it was 2015 um, or 2016 to go to traffic and conversion in San Diego, the big digital marketer event. And I was so scared because I was, you know, I'm naturally pretty introverted and I didn't know anybody else that was, I knew like two other people, but they were both going to be on stage and, you know, surrounded by people. So there was no, no chance that I was going to be just like hanging out with them as my safety blanket. And so I really had to figure out how to walk up to people and introduce myself, clearly articulate what I was doing and, you know, why that was valuable and, I came home with quite a lot of leads from that event, you know, people that wanted to explore working together. And 
it was really transformative because I realized, particularly when you're selling a higher ticket item, there's no better way to sell that than to get in person with somebody. You know, if you can establish a personal relationship, if you can develop the rapport and the you know, friendliness and trust that comes from just like hanging out together, you have a much better chance of developing a positive working relationship. And so for me, it was a really um, powerful lesson to realize like, okay, the best thing I can do is work on my relationships with people and, you know, presenting myself to people confidently and, and just, you know, letting it unfold naturally. Yeah. I think really developing those relationships too, I think is like a struggle. And so when you kind of understand, like go in with like a purpose, I think it helps. Yes, definitely. So now coming kind of more into like present day over the past year, was there anything that you think you would redo or change or would you, were you like, yeah, you know, that's what I did and I'm still growing and moving on from like moving forward. Uh, The last year, I mean, the last year has been, (laughs) An interesting one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so business has been good the, the past year and steady. And so, you know, my processes are working. I started a podcast, which has been great. I would definitely recommend that just as a way of getting yourself confident operating in a different platform um, and as a way to kind of produce more authority content, be more visible to your audience. Um, I think one thing... <laughs> So this is not strictly business, but I got a puppy about six months ago and that has just been such a steep learning curve. Like I was not prepared, honestly, <laughs> like, you know, I, I was like, oh, you know, it's going to take work and everything, but getting the same volume of work done and sticking to my normal routine has just, you know, been completely thrown off by this. And so I think what I would probably do differently is spend a bit more time preparing for a big life change. Um, and, you know, admitting to myself that, you know, something that seems as simple as getting a dog could be a big life change. Um, probably taking a couple of weeks off work, you know, just timing my vacation for the year to be coinciding with that moment. Um, but also I think the greater lesson there is, you know, when there is an external event that happens that kind of throws you off course, not fighting it, you know, not trying to stick strictly to your existing routine and all of the things that are kind of your ideal daily scenario, but letting yourself adapt, you know, just being like, this is not going to plan and that's okay. But if I try to stick to the plan, it's just going to make it worse. And so what's the best that I can do in this current situation? So probably looking back, that's, that's what I would try to do is just let go of my attachment to my routine and to my kind of ideal daily outcomes and be more focused on like doing the best I can do given the new circumstances. Right. And like, yeah, adapting and really changing like how that works. So, um, where do you see yourself in your business, let's say in the next like three to 10 years? Like what is that like three, five, you know, 10, what does it look like? I always find this a really challenging question to answer. I'm not very good at imagining the future. It sounds like a weird thing to say, but I like, I can't really sense just because, you know, if I look even three or five years ago, I could never have imagined where I am right now. And so, um, a mentor of mine years ago said, you have to leave room in your life for serendipity. And that has always really stuck with me when I think about the future, because I don't want to plan too tightly that happy accidents can't happen. Um, 
So all that said, I think I will still be writing for sure. Um, I'm sort of moving away from the more like technical business books to more legacy focused books. So, you know, working with people who have been in business a long time and who are kind of ready to shift their focus, maybe to giving back a bit more. Um, I also want to work some more on my own projects, work on some more like different formats, you know, different styles, genres of books, um, work on some creative work of my own. And yeah, I don't know. I think, I think I'm still going to be writing a lot. I can't imagine my life without writing. So one way or another, it, that'll still be underway, but I think it will probably be a little bit more um, immersive than what it currently is. I think it's really cool that like your passion is your job. Like you're like, you know, I will always be writing. And I think that's like an amazing um, like testament to what you're doing. Um, yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm just going to keep writing. Like, you know, it'll, we'll make, you'll make it work. Um, right. so kind of coming back now to the present, you know, 2021 is now four months away, which sounds crazy to say, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> especially with how 2020 has gone. <laughs> but um, what does success look like for you in 2021? That's a great question. I think success looks like, working on projects that I really believe in and that stretch me a little bit beyond my current abilities. I think it looks like spending more time in nature, um, getting out of the city a little bit and being a little bit more balanced in taking time off and recharging. Um, this year has been really, I mean, hard charging kind of is the word that comes to mind. It's It's been a lot and you know being quarantined at home there's not much to do except work <laughs> so <laughs> you know and, and you know that's that's glib but it's been easier to just kind of get into a, a mindset of just tick off the next task you know and it's hard to rest when you're not able to sort of change your environment and um get some space from your day-to-day -day routine so i'm looking forward to some more rest and some more um, yeah, some more challenging projects, but also just continuing to explore my own style and, you know, working on some more stuff independently, um, you know, not so much with clients, but of my own interest. Um, I think if I got to the end of next year and I was ready to, I mean, I'm planning to buy a house next year. So, you know, if that's all taken care of by the end of the year, that would feel very successful too. And yeah, so. It's a big professional progress, but also a big personal progress and a lot of rest is basically what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all going to need some rest. <laughs> yeah, <I think> so. <laughs> um, what are you growing towards and what, what steps do you think you're going to take to get there? I think I'm growing towards um, creative maturity the steps to get there are learning to trust my own uh, judgment and intuition about things, learning to listen to my gut reactions about things and not let myself get blown off course by um, the opinion of other people or the kind of prevailing narrative in, in our industry. I think I'm also growing towards being more patient and more, um, sort of long-term focus, you know, becoming a bit more um, 
taking a longer view that not every single thing has to pay off right now. It's okay to do stuff that's going to bear fruit in a few years or, you know, even longer than that. Yeah. I think that's really, yeah. I think that's a really great testament to being like, you know, I don't need to jump into this thing and it has to be successful right now. Like it can grow. Right. Because often those things take a long time to sort of germinate and actually become as powerful as they could be. And so, you know, professional projects, you know, building relationships with people that I would love to work with one day, but are maybe not ready. And, you know, maybe I'm not ready also for those projects, but, you know, having in mind that I want to do something there and just, you know, making sure that those relationships are in really good shape. Um, And, you know, just, just letting, as I say, letting serendipity sort of work its thing. Yeah, do its do its little magic. So yeah. as we're nearing the end of the interview, I wanted to say thank you and um, ask you my final question, okay. um, which is how can our community, the Leverage to Scale community, jump on board and support you in developing, you know, those goals and those visions? You know? Just be in touch. I just love hearing from people and hearing what other people are working on. I think there's just a huge amount of value in cross-pollinating uh, across different industries. I think there's one of the things I love most about the work I get to do is being able to take ideas from all of the people that I've worked with and then bring those ideas to everybody I work with in the future. Um, it's so cool to me to be able to be like, oh, this industry does it this way. Oh, this person had this experience and, and being able to present someone with a new opportunity from somewhere that they've just never had the opportunity to explore. So I would just love everybody to be in touch, honestly. Um, that That's my big request. <laughs> okay. And, um, um, well, thank you. And how can people be in touch with you? <laughs> um, through my website is probably the best option. That's lauraiswriting.com. And there's a, there's an email subscription form up there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And I loved hearing your story and how you've grown your business. Um, and it was just wonderful just hearing you. Great to connect. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. You're welcome. so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.